I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted 2.0. It has been a crazy couple of weeks for me, and I have to tell you that all of my endurance, crazy couple of weeks, couple of weeks I should say, uh, work-wise, challenging, and 100% my endurance races along with all of my studies in psychology are what I drew upon to, to deal with it. And a huge part of dealing with it was just controlling what I could. And that was food and sleep and exercise and then little things that aren't so little. Just doing everything that I could control-wise to get through it. And just to keep moving forward. All the cliches that are the quote-unquote secret. You just keep moving forward. There's always going to be obstacles. What can you do in the moment? That's like, you have to be in the moment. And then there's no stress. You don't think ahead. You don't look behind. You know, these endurance races, the marathons, ultra marathons, Ironman triathlons, adventure races, and oh my gosh, the rate, not, it's not a race, the running across the Grand Canyon and back, not once, but twice, that really, they all teach you lessons, but that one, <laughs> the Masogi, as Michael Easter would call it, and others, uh, was amazing. So yeah. Everything I talk about in these podcasts, I use. And they work. All of these tips and techniques and science-based approach to behavioral change and exercise and nutrition, it all works. All right, but <laughs> I digress. I, I don't even know if I can call it digressing, right? If it's what I do just about on every show that is, is it really digressing, digressing? Oh, it's been a long two weeks digressing. <laughs> I love leaving this stuff in too, you know, you can edit stuff out, but that's one thing that I'm so proud of with my first fitness videos that I financed, produced, did the music for, did the credits for, did it all myself as much as I could because I had no money or limited money and the little I had, I put into it, but I left in the mistakes. It was real time, shot in real time. And that saved me money in editing later, but it also gave it authenticity. And that is what's so lacking oh, in this world, especially the world of fitness. I don't want to go down this road because I'm going to get depressed. I'm going to get frustrated. It is, I've got to sound old, but it's, it's, it's a frustrating time with fitness and health and health, but I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep moving forward. It's just another obstacle. Okay. So let's just talk about three weekly cardio workouts. So I'm going to give you some specificity. I'm going to give you a specific workout 30 minute that you can do with two of these because I just want to keep giving you tools for your arsenal. Now, Many of you are different fitness levels. You have different goals. You do different forms of cardio. So I try to keep this as general as possible so you can use it. 
regardless of what you're doing, regardless of what your goals are. And what's really interesting about this uh, specific show and these three workouts, it's for any goal, which is rare, right? So it doesn't matter if your goal is to lose weight. It doesn't matter if your goal is for sports performance, stress reduction, health. These three workouts will help. And that's rare. It's rare that, you know, three specific things work across all of those different fronts, but they do. And I just did a show on how to schedule your weekly strength workouts. And that was just talking about, you know, breaking it up, upper body, lower body, how to do different splits. Again, I want your toolbox to be just filled with options. And some you're going to use, some you're not. Some you're going to use today, some you're going to use tomorrow or, you know, months from now. It depends. Depends on many things. It depends. Again, I say should have been, you know, potential name for this show because that is the answer to so many questions. But yeah, I did a show on how to schedule your weekly strength workouts, just more options, and I'm going to do the same for cardio. But I have to say, all cardio is beneficial. I had the great question from a listener about, you know, doing a minute of cardio in between strength uh, workouts, exercises. Totally works. Of course, you're going to raise your heart rate. You're going to get benefits. You're going to lift heavy things. You're going to get benefits. End of story, full stop. Then we want to add in variation for some specificity. But first and foremost, it's to keep you doing it. To keep you interested. And yes, to keep your body changing and adapting, of course. You know, but when you you get older, it's less important that you do maybe what you're doing when you're 20 as far as specificity, intensity, and things like that. Still totally can and should do it, but in a different way. Again, depending on your goals and things like that. The most important metric to monitor is consistency. I don't care how hard you go if you do it once a week and don't do anything else or twice a week. It's about movement. It's about consistency. And that goes for eating as well. And then all the mental stuff. All right? Variation is beneficial. Yeah. Physiologically and psychologically. And when I'm talking about cardio here, yeah, you're going to get all these different benefits, but let's just start with health, please. Can we can we go there and stay there and not look and and kind of oh, dismiss those fitness influencers who say, I don't do cardio. Yeah, because you're 25 and you're genetically blessed, right? And you probably eat well, but wait till you're 55. I'm 53. Or 65. And have kids and a real job <laughs> and, you know, stress. Then let's see how that's all working for you. But it's for longevity, cardio, right? It's for cognitive function. It's for anxiety, uh, you know, mitigate uh, aspects of that and depression, all those things. But like I said at the beginning... You could be a high-level triathlete, high-level, you know, uh, 
whatever type of competitor, runner, biker, rower, it doesn't matter. You're going to do some form of these three workouts. And again, if your primary goal is weight loss, these are going to help. Okay, so what are they? Okay, now again, these are three workouts you can do with various forms of cardio. It can be walking, and that can go uh, for being outside or on a treadmill. If you're a runner, uh, an elliptical, stationary bike, anything basically you can vary or control two things. The speed and the resistance, right? If you have those two and the ability to modify change, how fast you go and how uh, much resistance you push against, then these three workouts are doable. And for most, many forms of cardio, those things are controllable, right? And so the three workouts are simple, but so effective, so effective. And, and one benefit I'm going to hold off till the end is one of the most important, but that's more, um, psychologically. And as I will say over and over and over again, the psychological benefits are the most important for the most part, because we know we need to exercise more and eat better, but how do we do it? Right? It's behavior modification, right? And so the psychological aspects to this are the most important to exercise adherence. All right. The first one is endurance, endurance workouts, and that's steady state people. That's your list workout that I've talked about. Low intensity, steady state. Low intensity, steady state. There are benefits to all three of these workouts. I will say that over and over again. Different benefits and similar benefits, right? Cardio, gonna strengthen the heart, all those things. Help with depression, uh, you know, anxiety, as I said. Improve cognitive function, protective against, you know, certain... Uh, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, all those things. We want to have blood flow to the brain. And that's what it really comes down to. Blood flow to the muscles and blood flow to the brain. And then all the things that happen when that happens. Okay, so one of your workouts is endurance. And that's your longer workouts, generally speaking. These are great workouts to do when? On the weekends, when you have more time, right? If you're a triathlete or a runner, I'm just gonna bring up those um, for, you know, argument's sake and you know those are the type of sports where yes you know if you're running longer biking longer swimming longer you have more time on the weekends plus it's more fun right you can get outside you can do indoor bike rides during the week indoor runs during the week and then get outside when you have more time when the weather's better get up early whatever but endurance workouts Generally speaking, unless you have a super flexible schedule or retired, whatever, uh, by and large, happen on the weekends, okay? And you can do this with a group, phenomenal. I don't tend to do that, but that's personal, right? But it's a great time to, you know, walk with a group, run with a group, bike with a group, work out with a group, whatever your form of cardio is. And there are specific benefits. I don't want to go deep into that. But when you go low intensity, steady state, one of the different benefits you get from the other forms of cardio is that your body learns to utilize fat as a fuel substrate. You're going to burn fat. Not a huge amount, right? But it's a positive going forward. You're also going to build 
um, you know, capillary density. That's a that's a big thing. But just know that there are physiological adaptations that happen when you do endurance training. Okay, and you're gonna burn calories, right? That's the goal of so many people. You're gonna feel better. I love, oh, I, I crave and I love winter, you know, running and even biking sometimes. Did a lot of winter biking over the years, uh, less so as I get older. I don't like the cold as much, but I still do. Um, but oh gosh, the long couple hours sweating during the summer with music on and just having that runner's high and, and staying there. Oh, there's nothing better. All right. So endurance. It's your longer workout, steady state. This is also, by the way, the ones you can do inside and watch Netflix, listen to podcasts, consume media if you want to. And you can and should mix it up. In other words, sometimes no media, just your own head, be inside your own head. Let those creative juices flow. Let, let Just be with your own thoughts. We don't do that enough. I love it. I do it as much as possible, all right? But that's a great time, right? If you're indoors especially and you're a little bit tortured on the treadmill, as they call it, my gosh, you got a tablet, whatever. So many ways to make it more fun. Workout number one. All right, workout number two. I don't think out of the three, I know that people don't do this one enough. And this is your strength. And it sounds counterintuitive, right? Cardio and strength, but this is your resistance. This is where you play around with the resistance. These are your hills, right? If you're a walker, if you're a runner, if you're a cyclist, these are your hills. If you're on another, you know, an elliptical, it's changing the resistance, increasing the resistance. And it's a type of interval training. Again, I'm going to give you a specific workout at the end, but this is Different in that, yes, you are building strength. Running up and down a hill, walking up and down a hill, one of the most effective exercises. Regardless, again, if you're 70 and a walker, then this is a way to vary your walk. One day you do endurance. Steady state, flat. Enjoy it, friends, whatever. Longer, easier. Then you find that hill and you take five, 10 minutes to get to it. And then you walk up it fast and you walk down it slow and you do that four to 10 times. I like around a 60 second hill. You can go a little longer. I I run up it. So uh, you can go uh, longer, shorter, but right around there. And the incredible thing is this is interval training built in. In other words, you're going to raise your heart rate. It is a phenomenal way to get interval training and an additional benefit of the strength. So you're going to build leg strength. You're going to build core strength walking and running. Not as much biking, but if you're out of the saddle, you can add in some core uh, work and instability. But again, if you wore a heart rate monitor, you're going to see similar peaks when you do hill work as to when you do the third one that I'm giving away, the speed. And listen, what's so important about these three are you're going to enjoy, generally speaking, most likely one more than the other. I love endurance. First, hill second, speed a distant third. Going to the track, torture for me back when I did it. I did it sparingly. 
And I was blessed with some good genetics that allowed me to do it less than most and still have some really good performances, great performances. But you're getting the double whammy of the strength and the speed and the increased heart rate and the high intensity interval training, depending on, you know, if you're running, biking, uh, going hard. And so you increase the resistance again, if you're on a piece of cardio equipment and you have a rest interval, which is the going down if you're outside. All right. So many great benefits like tennis players, Andre Agassi. I love, you know, I read all these biographies and from again tennis players football players you name the sport hills are one of the cheapest (laughs) inexpensive if you're doing them outside just forms of exercise and do them you know increase the incline on your treadmill increase the tension on your elliptical the resistance your stationary bike You get it. All right, the final one. I just gave it away. Speed. Now, we're all familiar with this. Or maybe you're not, but you're learning, right? Interval training, high-intensity interval training. You go fast, you go slow. You play around with the work-to-rest intervals. There is a science to it. There is a method to the madness. Most instructors don't understand it. They think you go longer. I always love, uh, you know, uh, that home workout that was so popular, not the one, the one that came after it that said in the commercial, traditional interval training is short bouts of intense uh, work followed by long rest periods. Well, we turned that on that on its head. So in other words, really long work intervals, short rest intervals. Well, yeah, that works, Tabata, for a very short amount of time, then you're done. And then you're in the gray zone because you can't keep it up. You can't get back up to those levels. And so there is a method to the madness. Again, I'm going to give you one workout uh, very shortly uh, and manipulating the work to rest intervals is an art and a science at the same time. Okay. So speed workout and hill workout, by the way, uh, you have your warm up, then you do your hills, your speed uh, intervals, then you do a cool down. This is when a warm up and a cool down is indicated. You don't need a warm-up and a cool-down when you're doing endurance. Guess what your warm-up is? You're going to start slower. You're going to build up. You go a little faster, but it's steady state. You're not going hard, okay? Now, I alluded to this at the beginning of the show. One of the biggest benefits, and I, and I learned this not only as an athlete myself, but especially when I coached people, a huge benefit of these workouts is that specificity brings about satisfaction. What do I mean by that? I coached people and the workouts are not complex by and large, but you have a purpose and you know when you're done. And that may sound insignificant, but trust me from having been in this industry for over 30 years, that is everything. Especially if you're someone listening to the show who's a high performer, who exercises a lot. And I have a whole mix of listeners from the beginners to the the advanced exercisers. And the advanced exercisers never think they do enough. And so when you say, okay, I've got, here's my workout. And when I was a coach, that was one of the primary benefits that I brought to my clients. Is they go, okay, here's here's what I have to do. Here's my warm up. here's my intervals, here's my cool down, I'm done. So that specificity brings about satisfaction. It's so important. 
You have purpose to your worry. You go, oh, today's my hill day. Oh, I'm doing uh, endurance today. And you know when you're done, all right? That is so, so important to adherence. All right, let me give you a sample week. Now, well, I'll say it at the end here. So sample week. Tuesday, speed. I'm just giving you a sample. <laughs> this is just an example. You can mix it up any way you want. But this one example, based on what, you know, a lot of, again, runners, triathletes, people like that do. Monday is going to be a rest day. And I'll get to why as I get to the end of the week. Monday, rest day. Tuesday, speed day. Wednesday, we're going to uh, come back to that. Thursday, hills. Saturday or Sunday, endurance. All right, so the three workouts I gave you, Tuesday speed, Thursday hills, Saturday or Sunday endurance. Monday is rest because by and large, you did your longest workout on Saturday or Sunday. And so you, yes, can take and should take depending on how hard you go and how long you go on the weekends. One day, one day doesn't mean you don't walk. Doesn't mean you don't do low level things, right? But the longer you go, the more you do during the week, the more that day is important. Uh, and I used to start people out if I started them out with a coaching plan on Monday. I go, it's your rest day. And I've heard people joke about this. Oh my God, I started my program. I can't believe my coach, how stupid they are. Uh, my first day was a rest day. Yeah. And guess what? If they do the work in a couple months or a couple weeks, they are really happy for that Monday, right? Rest is important. Um, now you can mix these up. Obviously you can mix these up. You generally don't want two hard days back to back, right? Um, hills and speed. If you do those back to back, that's that's more challenging. It can be done, but ideally, you're gonna have a day either off or a cross training day or a low intensity day again. Okay, but your goal at the end of the week is to do all three. At the end of the seven days, you go. I did my endurance. I did my speed. I did my um, hills and strength. Okay. So you can mix them up and life's going to get in the way and you're going to go, okay, I'm supposed to do my speed work on Tuesday, but you know what? My kid's skating on Thursday and I can go to the gym and jump on that treadmill that I really love. So I'm going to flip it. Of course, of course you can. Okay. Goal is to do them by the end of the week. Now, as I just said, you can fill in either shorter steady state workouts on Wednesday and Friday. So basically endurance days, the recovery days, right? So you do a hard um, speed session on Tuesday and then Wednesday you go easy for 20, 30 minutes, whatever. Now, the best approach is to do a cross training workout. In other words, a different cardio modality, no matter how healthy, how great and how much you love that cardio modality, if you do it exclusively, you're gonna have problems. Runners, of course. Runners eventually become triathletes if they only run because they get hurt and they have to cross train. So a great week would be Monday off, Tuesday if you're, let's say, a walker or runner, then you do your speed walk run on Tuesday. Wednesday can be a bike ride or the elliptical. Thursday back to walking or running and you do your hills. Friday it can be the elliptical, the bike again. You can mix it up. Stepper. Something different, cardio-wise, steady state. Different modality, steady state, right? Because the specificity are the Tuesday and Thursday. And the Wednesday, Friday are basically recoveries and cross-training is a great way to do it. And you can do that on the weekend too. So if you have your long run, let's say on Sunday, then Saturday could be a longer bike ride 
or a longer walk or a swim or rowing, whatever. Stand up paddle boarding, cross train, okay? All right, here's your sample workout and we're done. It's timed out really well. <laughs> this is, again, the simplicity to this workout. Do not think it decreases its effectiveness or denotes its effectiveness. And here it is. And again, so many different cardio modalities can be done, utilized with this 30-minute speed or strength, okay? Workout, five-minute warm-up, super easy. A scale of one to 10, it's like a three to four, getting the blood flowing, low intensity, steady state. Then we get into it, and it's 30 seconds of work followed by 90 seconds, 1.5 minutes of recovery. And so you can do that with a hill, 30-second hill, super steep, a lot of resistance. Go at it. Try to finish stronger than you start. And then you have that one to three, which is a great work-to-rest ratio. And again, I know people go, oh, it's too long. 90 seconds is too long. Not if you do it right, people. Not if you sprint. Not if you go up a steep hill because you're going to do it 10 times. That's a lot. And ideally, your 10th is the strongest. You want to build slowly. Burning matches, as cyclists love to put it, right? Don't burn all your matches before the 10th rep. 10 is a lot. So again, it's 30 seconds work, 90 seconds rest, 10 times, and then you're going to do a five-minute cool down. Okay, five-minute cool down. And that's 30 minutes. So five-minute warm-up, 20 minutes, right, of those intervals. And it's either increasing the resistance, increasing the speed, and then that five-minute cool down, 30 minutes total time. Okay? And there you have it. And I love that it works for either speed or strength. And, you know, this is, this is such a great example of, like, I could make it super complicated. And, yes... <laughs> There's like 5% of the population based on their goals that need it to be a little bit more, but the vast majority of people don't. And even the high performers keep it pretty simple. You know, there's like your, your tempo training where it's like 10 minutes warm up, 10 minute time trial, five minute recovery, 10 minute time trial, 10 minutes easy. It doesn't have to be complicated to be effective. Wow. Like that is fitness, that is nutrition at its finest. Doesn't have to be complicated to be effective. You just have to go hard when you're supposed to. You have to go easy when you're supposed to. And by the way, again, that's the goal. 30 seconds hard. Whether you're going fast or steep. 90 seconds easy. And then you're done. And it, oh my gosh, as I say this, like I th I'm thinking back to workouts I've done, training for races and stuff. And again, the satisfaction. You go, oh, that was a that was that was a good 30 minutes. That was a great 30 minutes. And then you get that 60 minutes where you go, okay, now I'm just gonna go easy on Saturday. All right, so there. Now you got it. Three cardio workouts. Add these to your exercise arsenal if you don't have them already again different goals different likes dislikes that's why i try to keep it as general as possible 
But this is the stuff that works, people. I guarantee it. All right, Tom H. Fit. Instagram, Tom H. Fit is Twitter as well. Reach out, questions, comments. Let me know. Love to hear from you. You can go to fitnessdisrupted.com. Email me through the site. Again, please rate the show, follow the show, subscribe. Fitness Disrupted 2.0, new feed. Anything you can do to support it is greatly appreciated. Uh, That's it. I'm going to bring you the best information, studies, guests, everything. So many great guests coming up. Can't tell you uh, how excited I am to bring you some some incredible content and so many more things happening. Go to teamholland.com. Check it out there and so many more things coming social media wise, workout wise uh, as well. All right. Remember, there are three things we all control people. How much we move, what we put into our mouths and our state of mind. That's up to us. Don't let anyone tell you any differently, all right? And that is awesome. I am Tom Holland, exercise physiologist, certified sports nutritionist. Believe in yourself. And now here is Jack Lane. I want to tell you how fortunate you are to have someone like Tom just trying to help you to have a better life. <laughs>